Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. So not often you have two third and 32s in the same game. Good snap, good hold, good kick, goodbye. Bears win it, and the five-game losing streak is over for Chicago. And Matt Nagy, answering questions about his job, gets a win here on the road on Thanksgiving to send the Lions to their fifth straight Thanksgiving Day loss. Okay. Oh, this absence is delicious. It's absinthe, Lynn. You're absinthe. <laughs> hey, Mom, are you hallucinating yet? Not yet. I need more. Okay, who wants what? I'll take a bullet piece, please. Me too. I'll have a thigh. Good thing the bullet hit Lance, or else we'd be eating Dad. I bet Dad would have made a great dinner. Aw, it's a delicious Bobby. Lynn, don't toast to eating me. Eat Dad, eat Dad, eat Bob, Stop eat Bob, eat Bob, eat Bob, eat Bob, eat Bob. Thanksgiving's eat over. Bob, eat Bob. The cranberry sauce, we're having mashed potatoes. Ooh, the turkey looks great. Thank you for loving me. Lynn. Thank you for being there. Please. Thank you for loving me. Oh, God. Everyone's thanking. The whole Lynn. world's thanking you. Stop. Thanking Lynn, stop. us for thanking you. Lynn. Kill the turkey. Lynn. Pass oh, no. the cranberry sauce. We're having mashed potatoes. Ooh, the turkey looks great. Thank you for loving me. Lynn. Thank you for being there. Please. Thank you for loving me. Everyone's thanking. The whole Lynn. world's thanking you. Thanking Stop. us for thanking you. Kill the turkey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise Podcast. It's a special Friday edition of the podcast because the Bears had a very special Thanksgiving Day game, which thrilled the nation. With me, as always, to talk about the Bears is actor, comedian, Mike Pusteri. Mike, how are you? I'm doing great. You know, we're we're on short rest, too, because I think we, we recorded our last pod on Tuesday. So yeah. we're... Well, like Andy Dalton, I didn't take any live reps this week. See, that was good. So I've saved my legs and my arm. You've preserved yourself. Your your throat is feeling strong. Everything is good. No, because I spent a lot of time screaming at the television yesterday. Ah, right. 
Right. Bad TV. Bad TV. Don't show me this shit. It's the, it's the Kelly Clarkson show on instead, or whatever's on on Thursday at eleven thirty. Yeah. Um, okay, so we get the perfunctory stuff at the beginning out of the way. Um, you can subscribe to this podcast at discipio.com. You can subscribe to the Pointless Exercise newsletter at pointlessexercise.com. And today, as we're recording this, is Black Friday. And then there's also Cyber Monday. Apparently, that's mm. a thing. And so mm. f- on. F- Starting on Black Friday, going through Cyber Monday, you can subscribe to the podcast for less than four dollars a month. That's the cheapest it's ever been. It's a what? forty yes, yes, it's a forty-five percent savings. And a few people have already taken advantage of it. Uh, so don't make me change my mind. You better get in quick. <laughs> uh, also, um, there's a twenty-five percent off at the uh, Discipio Pointless Exercise uh, Shop, so you can buy stuff. And there's a brand new shirt that's been added. Ooh. That says Fire, Nagy, and Pace, and Phillips, and McCaskey. In the, you know, when they did those Fab, the Fab yeah. Five shirts, that's the it's style. It's one of those, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or it could be the Mount Rushmore of firing. Of ineptitude. <laughs> yes. Mount ineptitude. Right. Um, yeah, so there's a sale there, and you can find that. The easiest, place to, easiest way to find that is to go to Scipio.com. You can also go to the Pointless Exercise Instagram account. Uh, which is Instagram.com slash Pointless Exercise 1. Uh, we're getting closer now, but the fir- one of the first 200 followers to the brand new account is going to get their choice of a free T-shirt from the shop. So maybe you could get that one or any of the classics. And I think I've run out of things to plug. So Mike, how can people uh, find out where you're actoring and comedianing at? Well, my guy, can you repeat all of that? Because there's a lot of detail. <laughs> I can. Basically, go to, go to com. And everything you need is right there for you. That's right there, yeah. Uh, I can be found uh, on the Twitters at, uh, at Mike Pusateri and uh, on the Instagram at, at I am Mike Pusateri. Uh, I am selling nothing. So there you go. So it's uh, 100% off. Speaking of selling nothing, <laughs> um, now because it was Thanksgiving, I was not able to watch the game the way I normally watch the game, which mm. is... Uh, perched on my recliner, surrounded by dogs, screaming at the television. Instead, I was at my mom's house, perched right. on a recliner, surrounded by my brother-in-law and sister and niece and mom out in the kitchen because she didn't want to be anywhere. Not that she was cooking, because we actually brought Thanksgiving to her, Okay. Um, screaming at the TV instead. So I didn't get to hear, basically, you know, I got to see everything. I didn't get to hear everything the way I normally do. Oh, okay. Um, so I missed... Um, I was gratified to see, though people were tweeting, that Troy was just as disgusted with the Bears as usual. And that's my favorite thing about having a Troy Troy Aikman do a Bear game, is that he just can't believe what a terrible offensive scheme Matt Nagy runs. And he can't hide it, which I love. Yeah, Joe and Troy were just roasting the Bears and just roasting. Yeah, it was like as if they're like, look, guys. We know nobody wants to watch this game. <laughs> Least of all, any of you in Chicago and Detroit. We don't want to be here either. We're in Detroit, for God's sake, watching this terrible game. We're just going to let loose and have some fun with it. That was the uh, that was the uh, un- unspoken context. Well, and the game lived up to its billing because it was it terrible. It certainly did. Oh. It was two terrible teams playing football terribly. Uh, two terrible coaches, two undisciplined teams. The penalties, the 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 false starts, and the and I'm sure we'll get to it. That whole incredibly bizarre sequence by the Lions at the end. I mean, that that was so bad. 
you know, I'm kind of sitting there thinking, God, I mean, we suck, but good Lord, what is happening with you guys, Lions? What is this? The Lions had third and 32 twice. <laughs> Two different drives they managed to land on third and 32. Do you want to put Jared Goff without the L in, in third and 32 ever? No. You don't want to put Tom, Tom Brady in third and How about the fact he was uh, he was nine of his first ten against the vaunted Bears defense? Jared Goff is terrible. He's terrible. Jared Goff has still never won a game without Sean McVay as his head coach. Because wow, he didn't right. win a game under Jeff Fisher, and he hasn't won any games under Dane Campbell. So he's bookended wow. his career with winless seasons <laughs> for himself. Congratulations. Wow. Way to go. Whew. In my shoes. Uh, very disappointed with uh, my favorite bear, Cairo Santos. He had a perfectly good opportunity to just intentionally shank a field goal, and he chose to win the game instead. Sometimes, well, you, sometimes Cairo, you have to... Um, you. You sacrifice a battle to win the war. Yeah, yeah. Well, you and others have pointed out that the Bears kind of broke Cairo with, with that unnecessarily. Yeah, I mean, I think they. I wouldn't be surprised if he's not hurt. I mean, he's got the bad elbow, <laughs> um, which right. just can't be good for a kicker because you need yeah, your elbow so much. Right. It's like a balance beam. So if the elbow's off, he's his whole equilibrium is going to be. But yeah, he had made uh, forty in a row, right? Something, Something ridiculous, like and he is now. Um, made like three of his last six. Yeah. Which is a major slump for the greatest kicker in NFL history. Right. The 52-yarder, he <laughs> he actually kicked the turf before he kicked the ball. <laughs> it was a nice... That's not a good, that's not a good strategy. It's like me golfing. <sighs> yeah, he's like, oh, I kind of chunked that. Oh, did you? I noticed. Yeah, we saw the chunk flying in the air. Yeah. You gave yourself uh, Aaron Rodgers' COVID toe, if you're not careful. <laughs> Uh, uh, for those of you who didn't watch the game, Andy Dalton looked amazing. He had three. He was the first bear to throw for 300 yards since Nick Foles in Week Nine last year, which is not alarming at all. Um, Andy was great. Uh, every pass was spot on, especially uh-huh. good in the red zone uh, where he threw uh, an interception in the end zone and tried to throw another one, but Jesse James blatantly interfered with the bear with the Lions defensive back, and the refs are like, "That's eh, fine." Incomplete. Yeah. I mean, Jesse James basically pulled the guy's face off. Yeah, he was like, "Okay, I, we've got. I got to save the. Well, I'll take the fifteen yards." Yeah, and they didn't even have to pay the penalty for the fifteen yards. <laughs> even better to call it. <laughs> like, oh, that works. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm like, uh, Andy Dalton's like, I think his third or fourth play of the game, he was also nearly picked. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, but it was not going to stop a large contingent. Actually, I shouldn't say uh huh because I was. Um, as it ha- has not happened to me yet this year, but it's happened to me in the past. Uh, the first drive of the game, I was still in the car. Mm. So it was being narrated to me by Jeffrey Joniak. So oh, I so didn't no know idea. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know right. we had the ball. I didn't know if the game had been relocated to North Korea for some reason. I didn't know anything. I just He was talking. He never stops talking. But I yeah. didn't know what was happening. Um, yes, my, my brother-in-law is a Cardinals baseball fan. Oh. He's an otherwise great guy, but we, we're never going to agree on any of that. Um, but he was saying how excited he was that Mike Shannon is either retired or dead, and they could finally move on. And I offered it Ryan Dempster. I said, we'll yeah. just give him to you. How would you like to take him? Right. And he's like, oh, I think he's pretty good. I'm like, yeah, it's because you're a Cardinal fan. You don't watch the Cubs. And, yeah. um, but then I started to complain about Joniak, and he jumped on 100%. 
He was completely on on board with it's a window into just how how little the Bears actually care about performance. That Jeff Joniak has been their radio announcer for twenty some years now. Well, and that's the thing because we we had Wayne Larrabee. Wayne was so good. He was such a blast to listen to. Yep, and he couldn't get to Green Bay fast enough. Fast and then, enough. Do you remember who we had in between before Joniak? Because Jeff was still the sideline reporter until the, after the next guy, who I think only did one, maybe he did two years. Hmm. He's a former CBS national announcer. Best known for his call of the um, NC State upset over Houston, where he yelled, oh, no, oh no, that's no. a long ways. Or maybe Billy Packer yelled that. I think, I think he yelled it. It was Gary I- Bender. Oh, the great Gary Bender. Gary Bender. It was fine. Yeah. Better than Joniak. Joniak, obviously, cheaper. Yeah. He was in the Bears' price range, and they have hung on to him forever. <laughs> 250 bucks a game, Jeff. Ooh. And, so I, and, I get, and I get to see the game from the press box? Yes, you do. Yeah. So I told my brother-in-law a story about how when uh, this would have been like 15, 18 years ago, I'm watching the game at home. And my phone rings, I look down, and it's a cell phone number that I don't recognize. And I wasn't going to answer it, but I answered it. And it was my dad. He had just gotten a cell phone. He was in the, it was fall, he was in the combine, he was harvesting corn. And he goes, what's the score? (laughs) And I'm like, are you not watching, are you not listening to the game in the cab? Yes, that's the problem. I've been, I got back in the combine 15 minutes ago, and this little asshole has never said what the score is. (laughs) Like he just kept waiting. Like, all right, let's go. He goes, we came back from commercial and he didn't tell us what the score was. We went to another commercial and he didn't mention the score. So I told him what the score was. Score is usually an important thing to keep yeah, track of you should probably listening on the radio. Cause I was reminding Jim, there are announcers who will literally set like an old fashioned egg timer up and just set it. So that they never go more than like five minutes of real time ever without giving the score. They right. just set it, they look over, and you know if they give it, they reset it. Otherwise, they let it ding real soft in the background, and they give you the score. That's how important it is to some announcers that they never forget yeah. because people can't see. That's not Jeff Joniak's problem. A big part of it, I'm sure, is remember the Bears used to do this stupid campaign, which was turn down the volume and listen. To oh, yeah. Him. And I right. think he thinks everybody's watching the game with him, and he doesn't have to do that shit. It's like, no, nobody does that anymore. It's way too hard. There's a delay on the TV. Yeah, There's a pain in the ass. There, nobody it does it. Work. Everybody just sucks it up and listens to the Fox or CBS announcers. You have to do your full job. I'm sorry. Right. Although if I had like go go drive somewhere, I would just have to like bolt a TV to the dashboard, I guess, so yeah, that I could look. So that I, Jeff, I could fill myself in when he's forgetting things. <laughs> One of my favorites he, that he used to lean on. I'm sure he still does. Was it would be like. Like Tariq Cohen would be in the game, like, "Oh, there's a pitch. Tariq Cohen runs around the right side, and he goes out of bounds right there, <laughs> right there." What is right there? Could you tell us maybe <laughs> what yard line and how many yards he gained, if he gained any? No, can't can't be troubled with that. So that's fine. Yeah. So at this point, if you're telling me the Matt Nagy is going to stick around for the rest of the year, then you have to sacrifice Jeff Joniak. It's the only way you can make me happy. That's the only way you're going to... If you said, all right, actually, if you... I, I honestly think it might be if they said, all right, we're going to... just or uh, Matt's not going to call plays anymore. We're going to keep him next year, too, but we're going to fire Jeff Joniak. I think I could get behind that. 
You'd be happy with that. Yeah, it be, all right, I'll, I'll put up with one more year. All right. Just because otherwise, Jonas is going to be there for the next 25 years. Oh, yeah. He's he not old yeah. enough. He's These guys hold on to this job until they're drooling in a cup. We're going to be stuck with him for the rest of our lives. I think he's only a little older than me. <sighs> All right, so enough uh, Jeff Joniak. To, although it's you know, I figure this whole podcast should just be about Jeff Joniak because I listened to him for I think five minutes and it annoyed me so much that I <laughs> you're so irritated. Uh... Um, so apparently on Wednesday, George McCaskey addressed the team and said that Matt Nagy was not going to be fired on Thursday. So we speculated. So we, we, we maybe talked tomorrow. About... Yeah. No. Today, this afternoon, they still got some time to do it today. No. Well, we talked about how this is an all the president's men situation. And clearly it seems like this is exactly what it was. Yep. The Bears had every intention of firing Nagy either this week or after the, after the game on Thanksgiving or whatever. It was leaked. Patch.com reported it. That report spooked the shit out of the Bears and the McCaskies. They said, no, 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 we're, we're not going to do that. And you did it, Ben. You screwed up. You sucked us with, you stuck us with yep. Nagy for the rest of the year. Mark Conkle fucked us. And now we're stuck us. with Matt Nagy for the rest of the year. He pulled a Ben Bradley on We don't even yeah. know who that guy is. We just know he's a he wears a stupid hat. Who knew what Patch.com was? No, I didn't know I that. still don't know what it is. I literally never, I, I didn't go to it to look. I have Some people told me what it said. I didn't have to go read yeah. it. Yeah. Sounds like it sells oranges or something. Patch that. So, so yeah. So will they? So we talked about last time. If they don't fire him this week, and it doesn't, they're not going to. Now no. we're into December. Now we're gonna. Now we're into December. Now they're not going to. He literally did. He 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 really did stick Nagy with us for the rest of the year. Yeah. It, it seems like. Yeah. Now, um, the guy I look to for all th- for the kind of insight that um, that I pay <laughs> for with the athletic. Dan Pompey (laughs) says that was stupid. That rumor that was never going to be true. The Bears were, there's no way the Bears were going to fire Nagy in season. It wasn't going to happen. But, you know, maybe they should fire him with two weeks to go so they can get a head start on their coaching search. Isn't that in season? That is in season. Two weeks left in the season is in season. I do think that the NFL should go to like the. They don't call them suicide pools anymore, right? They're elimination pools because suicide. They don't want uh, the connotation with the uh, taking of one's life. They should do something like that with teams, though, where when you get when you're eliminated from the playoffs, your season's over. Oh, you just ooh. go home. You're done. And oh, that'd be kind of cool. Nothing to play lose. for. You don't have to play anymore. You're done. And you lose the revenue, yes. right? So that would motivate right. teams to keep fighting to the end don't ask me i didn't give this any thought don't ask me what happens to the teams that are still in that have you on their okay. schedule i didn't get I'm not, I'm not worried about that well, we're not i'm only worried about the votes. i'm worried about the bears not not having to watch the bears anymore it's like the closest we can get to relegating a team sort of yeah i do think there right. should be some kind of uh like if you don't have an exciting rookie quarterback or if you do and he's hurt you don't have to play that would be good. Yeah. So when Justin Fields is out, Bears, get the week off, guys. We're waiting for Justin to heal up. There's no reason to play this game. Yeah. There was no reason to play yesterday's game because of that. There was no reason. There was certainly no reason to televise it on Thanksgiving for the nation. I mean, that that was a three-and-a-half-hour FCC oh, yeah. violation. It was a long game, too. They yeah. made game. Well, really they all are. And then they have to have the – all of a sudden, Thanksgiving has a freaking Super Bowl halftime for all three yeah. of the games. I mean, at least in the night game, Drew Brees got to come out and show everybody his new hairpiece. 
See? And they went nuts in the Superdome for that. They're like, oh, look at that. That looks majestic. Amazing. There wasn't anything like that happening at the Bear game. No. I guess maybe or, uh, I'm surprised the like, Tigers didn't parade Javi Baez out on the field and go, hey, we're trying <laughs> to sign to a contract. Everybody clap. Yeah. Well, with Tracy McGrady. Remember that? With, with uh, the Bulls. Yeah, Brian Urlacher didn't show up on the on the broadcast to show off his new hair. No. Brian Sandberg showed up to show the the front because that's all he paid for. Yeah, that's all he got. <laughs> just just put a few plugs right right above my forehead. That'll be good enough. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the actual game itself. Um, what a game! The Bears were back to the. Ah, let's just throw a lot. Because clearly Justin Fields was the one that was holding us back. Not our porous offensive line and our lack of receiving talent. This is just we're going back to throwing a bunch. Um, so we went back to that, and you know it's it's the Lions. Their their secondary is just as bad as the Bears is. So it can mm-hmm. kind of work. Although we just got the feeling that if they had just loaded up and run David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert down the Lions' throats, they would have won. You know. 35 to 13. But I did not hear Khalil Herbert's name, name called. I think he only got a couple. I mean, maybe, at all. maybe two carries, maybe just one. I mean, it's like, I forgot he was in the game. Four carries for nine yards. Yeah. David Montgomery, been... 17 for 46. Yeah. And Andy Dalton, six for 11. <laughs> they ran a end around to Darnell Mooney. Oh no, that was on that wildcat play. One for two. That was it. That was your whole rushing against the great Lions. Also a good chance that had DeAndre Swift not gotten hurt, that the Bears just don't win. Right. This is this is where we're at in the season. So I missed, I was out of the room, I missed Roquan's injury. Right. And I was like, oh, what happened to Roquan? I think it's a hamstring. Like, okay, that's fine. At this point, I'm like, as long as the good players, if they get an injury, it doesn't require surgery. Yeah. But I'm like, that's fine. Just rest him up. Right. Bring him back next year. We don't tell Roquan that he can. Maybe the games will matter next year. It was like the the Justin Fields thing. Once we found out it was ribs, I'm like, well, that's gotta hurt, but you know, those will heal. I was a little worried about the spleen. Yeah, yeah. But what are you gonna do? Uh, famous, so Ryan- famous Sopranos character who didn't have a spleen. A Sopranos character who didn't have a spleen. Didn't have a spleen. The character didn't have a spleen. I, the actor may very well have a spleen. Because uh, uh, he got sick and Tony was yelling at him and he said, I got no spleen, Gene. That's the only reason I remember it. Christopher uh, Moltisanti. Really? Uh, okay. Something happened. Maybe he, got, maybe he got shot and lost his spleen at some point. I don't know. They did not address that in the many saints of Newark, you know, that whole spleen storyline. Right. Oh, the baby doesn't have a spleen. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's staring. I thought I had to say. I got no spleen, Gene. <clears throat> so Ryan Pace came out, was it before the game, and talked about the report. Oh, um, Bevilacqua, when he got shot by Bevilacqua. Oh, Matt Bevilacqua. He was in a coma, and, and they had to remove his spleen. He was clinically okay. dead for a minute. Okay, now back to football. Ba- back to I remember uh, that line. So Ryan Pace came out before the game and addressed the the firing report. 
which was oh, like, yeah, he, he does his. The only, he thinks he feels like he, people are like, well, uh, Pace never talks to media. They're like, no, he does uh, like a two-minute hit with Joniak on the pregame show. It's like, no, that doesn't count. No, that doesn't count at all. But that, but, but that was him addressing the media with his normal contractually obligated two minutes on BBM. But the way he described it, he was like, you know, when I heard that report, I thought to myself, hey, that's an inaccurate report. <laughs> no, whoever thought that is a ridiculous statement. <laughs> hey, that's an inaccurate report. That's what you thought to yourself, Ryan? It reminds me of the, remember the SNL skit when Walter Payton and Joe Montana hosted? And you could yeah. hear Joe's thoughts. He says, I'm gonna, you could hear him think, I'm going to go up to my room and masturbate. That's Ryan Pace going, oh, that's an inaccurate report. Hey, that's an inaccurate report. Wonder who said, who, wonder why that's out there. It's like, I didn't tell Tony Romo that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so the Lions, uh, they are winless still. They've not won since, uh, Mitch handed them the game late last year. Right. However, this is the fourth time in team history that they've gone at least 11 games into a season without a win. Seems like a lot. That seems like a lot. And they're the only NFL team this year to have led in a fourth quarter, led and lost in the, had fourth quarter leads and lost the games um, four or more times. Wow. So congratulations. To the Detroit Lions. Dan Campbell has that team rolling. So now the we watched those we watched that pillow fight on yesterday early afternoon, and the Bears a little bit you know they were a little bit more talented than the Lions. That was they could. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing you're supposed to remember. Okay, now the Bears team was supposedly built to go to the playoffs. The Lions are trying to lose games, right? And the Bears are barely better than the Lions. Their That's attempt at trying to win a championship has, has yielded the same amount of talent as the Lions basically going, uh, no, fuck it. We've got, we've got a fair amount of picks next year. Let's get the number one overall pick, and then we'll worry about winning next year. Yeah. And they're basically the same team. Congratulations, Ryan. It's quite a job. You're seven of the pace error. He's got this team humming. Um, I did think it was nice that... Um, Andy Dalton got a trophy. Oh yeah, I saw that. How excited! He won the. He won. Oh, I know you don't like to be KRP, but he won the football equivalent equivalent of the Silver Sow Award, which Les Desmond <laughs> won, I believe, eleven times. Yeah. Um, and that goes in the same trophy case, I'm sure, as the Nickelodeon MVP award that Mitch won in the playoffs last year. Right. Right. The prestigious. That's pretty much all the Bears have been putting in that trophy case since the uh, NFC Championship game in 2006. That's about it. Yeah. yeah not much. Yeah, and Andy, and after the game, he was talking about like that. He he sounded like he, they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. There's no quitting this team. You know, these guys, will you shut up? You barely, barely beat the worst team in the, you found a team in the NFL worse than you, yep. and you barely beat them. Now be quiet. Stop it. So now, um, Matt Nagy is a, it's not even objective at this point. It's proven he's a terrible coach. Dan Campbell might actually be worse. Uh, boy, you know, um, yesterday he was, and what a shock that was. The the strategy of late in the game was just oh. it was two. It was like uh, two was, great it was, artists. <laughs> it was like it, it, it was so painful. Picasso and Monet, different styles. Yeah, but you know, just at the top of their at the top of their art, 
pissing away timeouts just haphazardly. The Lions, the sequence where we had the two-minute warning, David Montgomery ran for one yard to the 16-yard line. Lions called timeout, stopped the clock. Then called a second timeout with before the next play, which is illegal. Turned a third and nine into a third and four for the Bears. Mm-hmm. Did so because they claimed that the defense they had on the field, it was guaranteed it was going to give up a touchdown. The way the defense they were in, it was like we had to take the timeout. We had to we had to we had to swap the five yards for the six points. Which would have been good for them. Yes, they at that point the Bears were a first down. The Bears were going to be able to bleed the clock and kick uh, the field. What they did with one second left, you were never going to get the ball back. You might you're only you're um, you're only up by a point. You might as well let the Bears score. Give mm-hmm. yourself a chance to go down and tie the game. Right. Um, didn't do that, but it got even better because the defense they were in on third and nine. They were the secondary was in the same defense on third and four, and they didn't adjust for the fact that they were still nine yards. They were playing as though the first down was nine yards away, not four. They did none of the defense backs moved up, leaving <laughs> even the Bears, whose whose normal offense is, oh, if we need nine yards, let's get five. Right. The Lions were basically in the here, you can have five yards, and the Bears took it and got a first down, and then were able to take a couple of knees and kick the ball. Yeah. Although the Bears did screw that up on their own because they managed to call their they managed to stop the clock themselves. They called a timeout when they were trying to run the clock out. So Matt Nagan action. And now the the timeout that Campbell called, that whole sequence was great. Because the um not only were the Lions in the wrong defense, they had too many men on the field. Yeah. And they were frantically trying to get the extra guy off the field. And that's when they were realizing, oh, no, with this guy off, we're screwed. So we're going to have to call a timeout. The whistle blows. And you could see because the camera, the Fox camera, was on the bear side, you know, the bear side of the field shooting across. And you could yeah. see Dan Campbell calling timeout. And so uh, no, this was a different one. This would have been before this. Um, so the uh, – because there wouldn't have been a penalty. So this was before that. But on a play, the Bears – they're trying to – the Lions trying to get their 12th man off. Dalton is ready to take the snap. There's about three seconds left. Timeout. You're like, oh, good. The Lions had to waste one of their timeouts. And the officials go, timeout, Bears. Bears. <laughs> Nagy had called the timeout because he worried that they were going to get a delay game, which at that point didn't matter. They're right. already in field goal range. Five yards is not going to matter at all. There's no reason to call that timeout. Right. And it's not the first time he's done it. He did it to Fields a couple weeks ago, where, or more than a couple weeks ago now, where Fields was in the shotgun. Right. And he had gotten everybody arranged, and there's like three or four seconds left, and Fields literally has put his hands out to signal to Mustafa, it's time to snap the ball. Yeah, and then he calls timeout, because there's going to be a delay game. And like, no, there's not. Yeah. And that happened right a week after the Bears didn't get, where Fields tried to call the timeout, and the refs wouldn't give it to him. And then Nagy said, that's fine, because I should be the only one who calls timeout. Well, the best part of this thing, though, with in the Lions game was, and he had the split screen of Campbell and Nagy, both desperately trying to call timeout. Neither of them should should have been calling a timeout. It was like a, it was situation. like they're on the Price is Right. Let's <laughs> see who who got who won. Oh, Matt Nagy won. As as uh, the great Jack Warden said in the replacements, I've seen monkey shit fights at the zoo more organized <laughs> than this football game. I did hear at one point um, the game was so exciting that Joe Buck said. My dad used to work with Hank Stram, and Hank would have called this game 
a taffy pull. Yes. Because both teams <laughs> are hanging around in midfield not doing anything. Yes. And then they broke out the matriculate the ball down the field. <laughs> had about 10 minutes discussion on that. Because there's nothing else to talk about. This was such a horrible game. It was a mess of a game. The Lions got a penalty after the, after their touchdown, which is a very bare move. Yeah. And Joe broke out the, well, I mean, they're not used to scoring. You can't blame them. <laughs> yeah, they were great. That was really good. Most guys roasting the game. The only fun part of the game. Uh, but the Bears won. They're now uh, four and seven, firmly back in the hunt. Uh, They're in the playoff. hunt. All they have to do is go, is win their, probably, realistically, win their last six games. Sure. The 10 and, and seven. Yeah, and the 10 They're and seven, that'll win. probably get you in. Oh, yeah. Uh, all they have to do, they just have to beat the Cardinals, the Vikings twice, mm-hmm. uh, the Packers. Packers, yeah. And uh, they do it the Giants. That's a game they might actually win. They might win that. Well, yeah. So is that, is there another, I'm missing a game? I think we're missing one. I feel like we're missing one. I'm sure it's uh, somebody they can't beat. Uh, oh, yeah. They got to go to Seattle. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, okay. there is no, there is no chance. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. the, it, you know, not even if the I would say not not even if Russell Wilson gets hurt and they have to in the Seahawks go back to Geno Smith. I think even if they had to go back to Geno Toretta, <laughs> I don't think the Bears could beat the Seahawks in Seattle. <laughs> or Geno, uh, or, or Geno, Gior- Geno Giorgetti, Geno Carano. No, it was Gina Carano. I don't know if you listened to the oh. uh, Remember This Crap podcast we had this week, but we unearthed, a, we unearthed yeah. a couple of doozies. I don't want to spoil it for people, but... Uh, well, let's give a tease. Give a tease to the So the Bears team. have played the Cowboys. I think we decided, the Bears have played the Cowboys, I think, three times on Thanksgiving. Uh, on they usually Thanksgiving. play the Lions. Right. Uh, two of those games that the Cowboys won, the quarterback playing that game, it was the only game in his career that he ever won. Ooh, and the two quarterbacks were Drew Henson and former MMA star uh, actor who lost her job on The Mandalorian, Gina Carano. It was her dad. Oh, really? Yes, he was the other one. Nice. It's, uh, impressive. So the Bears got that going for him, which is nice. Uh, so the Bears can argue, you know, hey, 10 and 7, we're in the hunt. They could even argue, you know, Nine and seven. We can go five. We can lose one well, of these. Well, you have to go nine and eight. Nine and eight, excuse me. Nine and eight. I don't know if nine and eight. They're well, gonna, it, they're, it probably would. They're still going to argue that. Like, hey. What would the tiebreaker be, though? Get them in. Out. Most timeouts wasted? Is most, that one of the tiebreakers? Is that why most, Nagy's doing this? Or most penalties coming out of a timeout situation yeah. would be a good one. How We didn't even talk about the best part of the, the way the game started, which what was, was with the uh, the coin toss. Oh, the, the, the Lions win the coin toss and defer, and they ref fast. Christian Jones, uh, would you like the ball? He's like, no, we'd like to defer. They're deferring. Oh. I guess we'll take the ball then. By the way, I got to give Fox a lot of credit. Like, when have you ever seen a replay of a yeah. coin toss? And they're like, you, they must have been like, guys, you got to see this. This is this is ridiculous. That's this only the ridiculous. second most ridiculous Thanksgiving coin toss ever at Detroit, though. That was the. Jerome Bettis heads, no, tails. <laughs> After he saw that it was tails. And that was, who was yeah, that, but... Phil Luckett? Was he the one that was completely overwhelmed by the moment? 
I would say this one third yesterday was even more ridiculous because you could at least see. Okay, thought, he's he's trying to cheat to get the ball. I get that, but last, yesterday was like what? Yeah. Well, the best part was if you watch the replay. So the replay, the replay of the, the coin replay of the coin toss. <laughs> I don't know who the long-haired blonde special teams guy for the Lions is, yeah. but your know, Christian Jones played for the Lions in between his two stints, and he's he's. He's obviously friends with that guy, and neither yeah. one of them are paying any fucking attention to Zero the coin attention. toss. Right. They're so he didn't know out. that they. When the ref said something to him, he figured, like, "Oh, oh, we'll just defer." Because <laughs> Christian thought it was funny then, and when he said, "Oh, yeah. there," he's like, "Oh, all right, all right, we'll take the ball." <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> I don't give a shit. So this whole thing about how Nagy had the guys fired up and they were there to defend his honor. Oh was, yeah, yeah. The coin toss kind of gave that away with the Bears not <laughs> completely not giving a shit about what anything that happened. The Bears lost focus on the coin toss. <laughs> <laughs> like, are we still we're still playing this thing? Really? All right, fine. Oh. I'm not even sure we have a coach. No, you didn't fire him yet. Oh, all right. Right. Well, right. that's good. He's got the visor. He's got the visor in the dome. Yeah. On wow. his dome v- in a dome. Very, very bright inside the dome. <laughs> you need the visor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know who the NFL scheduler is that, that decided to saddle us with that game, but uh, give that man a raise. <laughs> I know. Bears lines up there's going to be a terrific game for well, And nation. it's like the third time in four years. <sighs> We've talked about before. We hate it when the Bears play on Thanksgiving. Yeah, they ruin the Bears. Ruins Thanksgiving. <laughs> Got a dog behind you, <laughs> sitting on the back of the chair. Like you're not a cat. Yeah. No. All right. But yeah, there's no reason for the. the it's just you can't enjoy the Bears game or Thanksgiving as much. No, it's it really it's. I it's literally say they're going to ruin Thanksgiving because even and if the, they play well, it's still you can't you can't enjoy the game. Without getting yelled at by a relative, by a relative, right, like, right. why are you watching Her- the game? Get out in front of the TV. Like I'm just trying to. Ours turned out fine though, actually, because the um, we decided to bring. Uh, my, my mom had cataract surgery, um, which she was amazed that they actually not only did they fix her cataract, but they fixed her eyesight. It's like, well, yeah, that's well, and they're digging around in your eye. They can do that. Yeah. Um, but she feels fine. But we did like you know what you just had. It. She had her second eye done on Monday, and it's like all right, we'll we'll just so we there's a there's a uh, grocery store that you can order like the you get the whole meal. You just have to warm it up. And uh, so I picked it up on Tuesday, and I was looking in the box, and you know it says fully cooked turkey, and I'm and they okay. give you directions. It's like you just have to cook it for two and a half hours. Like, Wait a minute, <laughs> yeah. it was fully cooked. That doesn't seem. That seems like raw. So we're like, you know what? That's fine. So we all got there in time to watch the bear game, and then the turkey's just cooking in the background while we're watching yeah. the bears, and then yeah. the game ended, and we ate. So that was fine. Yeah. But and usually, the usually there's some guy shut the game off. We got to eat now. It's like this. Right. Oh wait, wait, wait. Let's go back. It was a fully how, two and a half hours to cook a fully cooked turkey. Yep. Two and a half hours. It's, as long as it was thawed. If if it was still frozen, three and a half hours. I think this is a raw turkey. That it was really good, and they just told you we were like, you know what, crap? What have we been doing? What have we been doing for all these other years? This was couldn't have been easier. <laughs> See, well, call him, get him as a sponsor for next year's big. It was butterball. It was good old fashioned. It was a good old fashioned butterball. There you go. See, we didn't, we didn't have to stick a lemon in his ass or anything. We just cooked it. Yeah, 
We did a deep fried turkey, but we did it the Sunday before. We How did you do the deep fried turkey where you uh, uh, leave the turkey frozen, so then when you put it in the fryer, it displaces way too much water and you burn the deck off your house? No, no, oh, I you did didn't not. Do that. Do that. Right. No, I did it. Yeah, first of all, I use an indoor fryer, a butter ball. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Good. That's how good the game was. We're talking about our yep. Thanksgiving Around turkey. turkey talk. Speaking of turkeys, <laughs> so now in the uh, in the newsletter on uh, on Thanksgiving, I posited a theory that I'm pretty sure is right, and that was who leaked, who was who was deep turkey. Who was the guy who announced that Matt Nagy was getting fired no matter what happened on Thanksgiving? He'd already been fired, and he was uh, out after Thanksgiving. Who was the Hal Holbrook of this yes. sad scenario? Yeah. Who was standing in the parking garage? Right. Um, Talking like this. So I decided that it is um, – who did it benefit the most? That's what you got to look at. Who came out best from this whole leak? Right, right. It's the answer is Matt Nagy. Yes, absolutely. Because he he got, got his, he's, he's managed to keep his job because the Bears very typically didn't want to admit that they had gotten behind the story. So they're just going to pretend that it was never right. So my so theory could, is... So who could orchestrate right. it? Certainly not Matt Not Nate. Matt Nate, no. Clearly not smart enough to do that. So who else could it be? So I, I assumed it's his agent. Former Chicago Bear defensive lineman Trace Armstrong. And I've even now given it extra thought, and now I think it's even more realistic because he decided, okay, I got I have to leak this, and but I don't want to burn one of the actual bear beat writers. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to find somebody in the Chicago media who is respected enough that people will believe this is true because I think it's really going to happen. The key to this is that Trace and Matt had to figure out, I think, I think you're fired. I don't think you can, I think, but in the next let couple of weeks, there. let me let me say, I don't out. think Matt. I don't think Matt. Okay, not Matt. Do with okay. I think Trace I think is like Trace on his own is like Trace okay, is like Matt's My getting fired. Getting... That right. loss against Baltimore was the final straw. Right. So I got to get out ahead of this, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to call this guy with the weird hat, and I'm going to yeah. tell him. And I think the only way he overstepped was the idea that the Matt already knew. Yeah, maybe he did. Maybe that's how far they backtracked, even from the uh, you know what. Uh, you're not really, you're not fired anymore. Uh, because I worried about it immediately when I heard it's like, oh shit, they haven't done it yet. These fuckers probably won't do it now. Yep, and that's what happened. It's so like having a whole, t- it's like having a whole family of Crane Kennys running your franchise. Oof. They're not going to admit that somebody knew what they were up to, no matter what it is. So then we find out was it what Tuesday or Wednesday that. That uh, what day did he did did Matt cancel all the meetings Tuesday. for the rest Tuesday? Yeah, so apparently the timeline was this is great. Tuesday morning was a bear regularly scheduled quarterly Bears Board of Directors meeting. <laughs> so the news breaks while they're all together in a room. Oh god. And the the collective brain trust couldn't come up with the idea that we somebody should just issue just issue a one sentence statement that no decision has been made. He's still the coach. Nobody could come up with that idea in the no. room. That was why, apparently, um, nobody told Chris Tabor, you know what, buddy, we're just going to we're gonna postpone your practice. You don't have to You don't have to be the first guy to go out and talk to the media. Right. They just sent yeah. him out there, and he's like, oh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then Nagy went out and said, uh, it's not true. I haven't been told that. And they said, well, do you know you're going to be the coach for us here? I don't want to talk about it because he didn't know. 
So that was the Bears that had their first walkthrough. They, because uh, they didn't do practices, because that would be too tiring for these poor guys. They were just walking through. Right. Then, after the press conference, before the second walkthrough, he gets, uh, he does have a meeting with, he, he didn't specify who it was. It's assumed it was George yeah. and Ryan, probably. Leadership, or whatever. Uh, whatever they told him. Caused him. Caused him to cancel the meetings for the rest of the day. Didn't want to. Didn't want to face the team for the rest of the day. He no, did go no, to the walkthrough. Like... He went to the walkthrough, and then they even did the. They made a big deal out of the fact that when he did the breakdown at the end, he let it, and it was family. By the way, if you're not practicing and you have a game in two days, wouldn't the meetings take on even more think. importance? We think they're kind of important. Yeah, maybe that's why they look so well prepared on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, clearly, the coin toss meeting was canceled. Yep. Can we do, let's do the double deferral. Let's run that. <laughs> um, okay, so then uh, Wednesday after practice, apparently on Tuesday, Bear, the Bears players were pissed that Matt didn't address the situation or his meeting. They knew he was meeting with ownership, and he didn't talk about it at all. They got a little upset by that. Right. To which poor Cole Komet said he couldn't even couldn't even concentrate on the, oh. on the game. Um, so on Wednesday, uh, the magnetic personality of George McCaskey addressed the team and assured yes. them that Matt was not getting fired on Thursday. Which probably pissed off half the team. Yeah. Like, oh, least. good. Justin Fields is uh-huh. in the back. Like, ah, fuck you. Then. You know what? My ribs feel really bad. <laughs> it might be an eight-week thing now. Yeah. That's what you get. Uh. Uh, and then on to Thursday with yeah, whatever. Yeah, so then we had the we had the thing from Pompey about didn't make any sense. Why would you possibly fire a coach in season? But you know, fire him at two weeks left. That doesn't make any sense. And like I said before, the one thing I think he's valuable for is he is a guy that the McCaskies actually talked to. Mm-hmm. So he may, if they're talking at all, he has a better sense of this than anybody. Right. Which is a little frightening. He's the um, Bob Nightingale. Yes. Of the, uh, to, <laughs> to the bear. Okay, so then the other weird thing that came out, and was this related? It's such a strange week. It, it was broken by Hub, of all people. Yes. That George, our, our, our dear old George, is evidently the one who told Matt that he has to start Justin Fields, which was the right decision, but yep. it was made by the wrong guy. But then what Matt today, Matt said, Matt said in his press conference that that's bullshit. So now we're going to have a pillow fight between Hub and Matt, which ought to be entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, Hub and the, you know, he has a weird, uh, he these weird little nitpicky criticisms of Justin Fields that he constantly, and it's clear it's because he's a Michigan man and he doesn't like that Justin that the Bears quarterback went to Ohio State. He'd much rather have saddled us with, you know. Shoelaces Robinson, or wherever the hell. It's like, you know, buddy, get over it. He's good. You're going to be stuck with him for a long time. We've been yeah. stuck with you forever. You can be stuck with him. So that's where we're at. Now the Bears have 10 days off before they go out to get bludgeoned by the their former uh, city, fellow city dwellers, the now yeah, Arizona perfect. Cardinals. And it should be a perfect time for them to... Uh, Make the switch, but they're clearly not going to do that. No. So we're stuck with Matt, and I would guess now we're stuck with him till the bitter end. 
It would. It would seem like it. I mean, they, they could do a. They could get humiliated, especially that trip to Lambeau. That could go really bad. That's in two. That's the week after Arizona. That could go tragically bad, and that's what almost got Tressman fired in season, but they right. they backed off of that. And I like this. Uh, people are talking about. Well, you know, it's a it's a family policy not to fire coaches in season. It's like no, the family policy is I don't want to pay two coaches. Yeah, that's the policy. That's your policy. Right. I don't want to have to give Chris Tabor a raise and pay Matt to not coach. Yeah. Did George House start that policy when he was the coach for 50 years? We're not firing head coaches. Well, it's you, Dad. Right. Do you think maybe they're like, when they sat around at Thanksgiving and they're like, well, you know, a lot of places are having a hard time hiring people. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we, the, I mean, we might not be able to find a head coach. You know, that $300 employment benefit, I mean, unemployment benefit. You know, people just don't want to work now. I mean, they just don't want to work. That's right about you know, the the target by us used to be 24-hour, and they're closing at midnight now because they don't yeah. have anybody to work that shift. How are we going to get somebody to coach a football team? That's a lot harder than, you know, running the, you know, cleaning yeah. up the pharmacy aisles overnight at a target. Woo. So I'm going to ask this question as if there – let's go back. Though, as if there was a strategy, which we know there isn't. But what is the point of this story leaking that – George is the guy who told Matt to start Justin Fields. At the, this is after, of course, the firing story leaked. So all yeah. it did is make the the organization look like an look like you know the bozo show, absolute clown car of an organization that just. But what what is there some sort of logical? Well, here's why you would do that because I can't think of any reason why you would do that. No, I mean all I can figure is that Hub was calling around to his sources. <laughs> and he's like, do you know anything about this? And I'll, but you know what? I heard that George had to make him start Justin Fields. That they were going to go back to Dalton, which I completely believe. I mean, we were really worried about it at the time. Absolutely. Um, I do give him credit. He had another chance today. He said, Nagy said on Tuesday, they, they said, all right, so uh, to be clear, when healthy, depth chart is still Fields 1, Dalton 2. And he said, yes. Today he got asked again. Justin's healthy. Is he starting? And he said yes. Right. So, and we really because we need more of. Uh, I missed it. I missed the excitement of Andy Dalton playing quarterback. So much fun to watch. Um, so we Pompey had two columns. I didn't get to see the first one. Uh, I didn't get into. I just haven't seen it. I went right to the post game Pompeii. I want to see, read those bullets because they're so insightful. Uh-huh. Uh, and he is now positing a uh, a plan for the Bears, uh, which is really out of the out of the box thinking. No one has thought of this ever. No one's been talking about it um, since the mid '80s. And that's the <laughs> idea that uh, Ted probably shouldn't be the president of the entire organization. He should just he should shove really? him over to business ops if you're oh. hell bent on keeping him. And then hire a president of football operations. Wow, oh my God! Knock me over with a feather. What a novel idea. <laughs> and I didn't read, but you said that the among the candidates for that job include Trace Armstrong. Was the afore, aforementioned? Yeah, because that's you know why wouldn't you want Matt Nagy's agent running your entire organization? That seems like a good idea. Although I think the stipulation was this is after you fired Nagy right. and Pace, then you bring in Trace. Say, all right, I, I suppose Trace could rehire him. You know, I got the perfect guy to coach the yep. team. Who's uh, that, Trace? Did a, yeah, this guy here, Matt did, Nagy. 
I'm hi- I hired Matt as a consultant to help with the coaching search, and he recommended himself. And like like and Dick Cheney, like Dick Cheney before him, he recommended himself for the job, and I like it. That happened with uh, somebody with the Redskins. They the hired. I mean the football team. The foot, or sorry, the football team. The well, they were the Redskins at the time. The football team. Yeah. They hired like Doc Walker to help with a coach with a front office search. And he recommended himself, and they hired him. I'm pretty sure that's who it was. It was somebody like that. Uh, I've I've looked around for the best guy I could find, and it's me. It's me. So let's go. Yeah, that's Dick Cheney. Yes, Dick Cheney was – W wanted him to head up his vice presidential search committee, and he recommended himself. I've searched the entire nation, George, and I found the best guy is me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You going to do this? You going to be my vice? My I, in my mind, Sam Rockwell just is um, oh, he was is so George good. W. Bush now. I don't. Even, I can't even cool. picture George W. It's always Sam Rockwell. Yeah, his boots up on the table, eating a hot dog, having some corn nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he had corn nuts, but <laughs> pass me the corn nuts, vice. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's the. Pro- it's it's really weird. There are. Um, Everyone agrees that the Bears need to hire somebody to run football operations. Everybody has been talking about this for years and years and years. Have you ever heard anybody with an actual idea, a good idea, who it should be? No. No. Like, if this is a baseball front office, they, you people tick off 12 names. Yeah, we know the names. Yeah. yeah. In basketball, it's just like, all right, well, just, you know what seems to work? Hire one of the TNT announcers. Like, Danny Ainge or Steve Kerr. That seems to work. Just do that. That seems to work pretty well, yeah. Okay. Nobody ever has an idea for football, but there's got to be somebody out there, right? But the problem with that is, who's hiring that person? These same idiots that have bungled everything this week. Ernie Acorsi. Now, that's not... I've heard... I even heard somebody on the radio the other day going, that's not even worth it then. They shouldn't even do it. Oh, yeah? Just keep the same guys. At least try. You may accidentally hire the right one. Yeah, I mean, you it's know, if be... staying this, if keeping the same idiots isn't going to work. I mean, look, we're trying to replace Ted Phillips. That's not that difficult. I, I mean, mean, put an ad out on Indeed.com. That ought to work. Go. I hear LinkedIn. You could do yeah. any of them. Uh, one of the casualties of the week was that I was listening, especially when I was, I was putting on my Christmas lights outside, and I had the score on. I was listening to the live stream. Ooh. And I swear to God, if I hear that Macy's jingle one more time that music i'm gonna kill myself I, was, I almost threw myself off the ladder um but one of the things there's a lot of indeed.com and they'll they'll match you're automatically matched with people in their resume database i'm like just bears should just do that yeah you're gonna get like 12 names right away just fill out an ad put it up and see what you get what if what if george just went on tinder and just tried to find a match that way could do that which way do we mom which way do i swipe <laughs> Front to back. No, swipe. <laughs> <laughs> swipe. Uh, swipe. Oh, I don't know. Swipe. You kids, and your, you kids and your technology, your radio and your TV, all that newfangled stuff that I yeah. don't know how it works. It's a day. We used to have an ice cream social in my day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We should have a barn raising and see who shows up. <laughs> so, like, I mean, it's clear to me, more clear than ever, that we're already headed down the 
the thing that I most suspected is it's going to happen, and that's Ben Nagy's fired at the end of the season. Ryan Pace is going to pick a new coach because that's easy. It's dumb. It's uh, it's yeah. it's it's doomed to failure. That might as well be the the that's the McCaskey family crest. Their motto is doomed to failure. Right. That's the obvious shirt. Um, yeah, but Ryan Pace would be like, well, I, I should be president. If I was president of football operations, then after report that's head, been one of the suggestions is to just yeah. promote him out of the job. Like, no, yeah, he no, gets fired. He doesn't get promoted out of the job. He gets fired. Promote him to to Milwaukee. Get him out of the way. I just, I there's somewhere, I, I know there's a scenario out there where I'm going to wake up and the headline's going to be um, Bears hire president of football operations and it's going to be Dave Wanstead. And I'm just going to be like, oh, oh my God, I'm... <laughs> Is this a gas oven that we have? I'm sticking my head in it regardless. I'm hoping it's not electric. There's a non-zero chance that that could happen. That could, oh, remember, I remember him. He was nice. Wani. Have him back running the drafts. That would be fun. I did a... I did a... I fell down that rabbit hole looking at his drafts, and holy shit. They were not good? <sighs> We talked about Walt Harris. I want to remember this crap. So Donahue said, I was joking about it. There was a, he got picked in the first round of a draft that had four Hall of Famers go in the first round, three of them after him. <laughs> and, I, and, and I was making fun of it. And Donahue goes, look at the picks. He's probably Wanstead's best first-round draft pick. And it's either Curtis Conway or him. It's like, oh, my God. It wow. was, and they were picking high. Of course, they, they traded one for Rick Meyer. That yeah. turned into Hall of Fame offensive tackle Walter Jones. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. But the Bears wouldn't have taken him anyway, so what the hell. Well, and, 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 and it, the reason he had that power is because the Bears were so desperate. Yeah. They had to have Wani. They, they, were, they were fighting the Giants for him. Even though, and so, so apparently, Wani told this story. Uh, Jimmy Johnson did not want him to go to the Giants. Although, it could have been a, no one Jimmy, it was a reverse psychology. Because I, why wouldn't you want Dave Wanstead coaching the Giants if you're coaching the Cowboys? That's yeah, two right. wins. Two wins a year. Yeah. He basically said, tell them you need, tell both teams you need final authority on personnel. Right. One of them's going to want you bad enough to give it. And that was the Bears. Yep. Jimmy was right. Jimmy knew his shit. And he did get to beat Wani in the playoffs one year. So I guess that worked out. Yeah, so there's... They're already getting, so Lawrence Holmes. I did enjoy listening. I like Lawrence. I did enjoy that. He was talking about how one of the great things for coaches is the Bears needing a having an open position means there's a lot of coaches. Like Pat Fitzgerald, every time this comes up, runs to the his athletic director and gets a raise. Right. <laughs> and he and and Lawrence had a list of ten coaches who are going to get a raise based on the fact that the Bears and number one was <laughs> your boy at Ohio State. It was Ryan Day. Yeah, absolutely. Who, he's guy. got the double-barreled. Bears jobs open. Mel Tucker just got $95 million. Yeah. Oh, right. I don't think they can print enough money for Ryan Day. So uh, Mike Hall, who uh, won his job on ESPN on a game show. I remember that, on Dream Job. And it's now with the Big Ten Network. Right. He's on the radio pre- previewing uh, Michigan-Ohio State this weekend. And Lawrence asked him um, what it would take to get Ryan Day out of Ohio State. Okay. And he said maybe the only thing would be a high profile NFL job. We just so happen to have one of them. We do. They also have his old quarterback, 
Yes, we and do. Not an old, some guys have old quarterbacks that they're like, I don't, glad I don't have to coach that guy anymore. That is not, <laughs> the, right. that is not the case. with uh, Definitely not, right. Uh, so if you want to know what the casualty of, the, of this last week really was, yeah. It's not it's it's an inconvenience that Matt Nagy's gonna be around to the end of the season because you know, he's done. It's an inconvenient truth. Right. It's actual real football people looking at this week and going, I am staying as far away from that shit show as oh, possible. Well, for sure. Right. And by the way, and that would include a guy like Ryan Day who's yeah. like, Do I really wanna get involved with that nonsense up there? Because that's exactly what it is. Which is another reason why and if you want to hire a good coach, you're going to have to do the. All right, we've. Well, look, we have a brand we, new czar of football operations. That's the only guy you have to worry about. You're going to work with him, and you're not going to have to worry about all this other crap. We've made this comparison before, but there is no, there is no football coach worth hiring that's going to be like, "Hey, did you get the reports of Ted Phillips?" Yep. No, I like, like the cut of that guy's jib. Yeah, like you know, Theo. Hey, uh, we like to hire Theo. You get the report to Crane Kenny. No, no, I don't. I will report to the owner. And so they're by default they're going to have to do this thing. It seems like that we've been talking about that Dan Pompey, you know, imagined as an original idea. But they're going to have to hire a legit president of football operations. Yeah. I mean, if you go back to the coaches they've hired since um, since Hallis died, so everybody after it did come. Right, and Hallis hired some doozies himself. Abe Gibran. Abe Gibran and Neil Armstrong. Douglas! <laughs> um, so if you start after Ditka, yeah, Wanstead, everybody thought that was a coup because they yeah, gave us the hot commodity and they got yeah. him. Woo. So that one, that search went, you know, they did what you're supposed to do. And they it they did. That, yeah, nobody could fault them. Next time went to hire a coach, completely by Botched it in the most spectacular fashion imaginable Perfect. where the, they announced a hiring and the coach hadn't been hired yet and said, fuck off and wouldn't come. Yeah, Dave McGinnis. So then they had to settle for um, uh, a very dignified, super nice man, Dick Duran, who was under, who was in no demand anywhere else. Yeah, this had like he saved him, and he was okay. They had one really good season and a lot of blah. Yeah. Um. And then, so then the the Lovey hire, Lovey was that was they were back in the Lovey was the hot assistant, right? Um. But at the same a, time, that, you're was, all, a, that you're, was a good hire. I mean, he took yes, it to a Lovey was a good hire. It was, it was a good hire. But yeah. Lovey was a little was the bar was lower for them on the Lovey hire because Lovey had never been a head coach before. Right. So it's easier to sell a brand new coach on this opportunity. He doesn't know what he doesn't know yet. And Lovey made did a really good job with the Bears. I we all had our issues with Lovey, but um, you know, took him to a Super Bowl. They've been to two. Third he, best coach in one. Bear history, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, probably right. Um, only one of two to go to the Super Bowl, although I, you know, Hallis didn't really get a chance to go to the Super. Bowl. Well, he did. They had Super Bowl when he was starting. But anyway, so then you go by Lovey, and then this is where disaster strikes. Yeah, again, and you get the Phil Emery. You hire Phil Emery, which is a terrible decision, and then he hires so, Mark Trestman. Right, Mark Trestman, another one, no, and no demand. He'd been passed over a thousand times for head coaching jobs because he's a weirdo, and yeah. the Bears hired him. Because he was going to be easy for Phil to work with, and they didn't hire Bruce Arians; they hired him. Yeah, that doesn't work out, and then they just did. Bruce has has Bruce Arians had a good career out of curiosity. I don't know. I've heard about what he's up to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they had a chance to hire the reigning NFL coach of the year. Yeah, 
who was free because he was an assistant who'd been filling in for a guy they would later hire as a defensive coordinator. Yeah, Super Bowl champion. <sighs> um, so then it doesn't work out with Mark. They have to clear, they have to clean house, and then they don't have anybody in the organization who can hire a coach or a general manager. So they go hire Ernie, of course, he's toupee, and he comes in and he makes them take John Fox, John who's Fox. on the Dusty Baker. I just need to pay the last of my bills, and I'm going to retire mode, although Dusty just never quit. But John Fox didn't want to coach the Bears other than he wanted the paycheck, and he coached exactly like that. Right. It was a terrible hire. It didn't work out for anybody. And then the the Nagy one, he was not – I mean, he was a name that was being banged about, but he was nowhere near the top of anybody's list. He had only been a coordinator for half of a season. Yeah. And then he completely – the only reason he was available to hire was he had bungled the playoff game so badly as offensive coordinator that they blew the second biggest lead in NFL history, NFL playoff history. The only one who did it worse was Buddy Ryan's Oilers <laughs> against the Bills. And so he's available for an interview because his, he fucked his team out of the playoffs. I guess Marcus Mariota, for God's sake. It's not like he lost to you – know, well, Frank, he, wasn't, he was no Frank Reich, Marcus Mariota. Right. <laughs> so he's going ahead and hire Matt. And it should be a real shock that four years later we're back in the coaching business again. But yep. I mean, what? So we're looking at who did, who have they hired? They hired um, a hotshot defensive coordinator who'd never coached before. They hired whatever Dick Duran was that never coached before. I don't know if he was a defensive coordinator, or defensive backs coach. I don't know what he was. Yeah. Um, they hired another offensive coordinator who'd never been a head coach before. Uh, a def- oh, I, I skipped ahead from Lovey. Lovey, defensive yeah. coordinator, never been a head coach before. Offensive coordinator, never been a head coach before. A uh, coach who Peyton Manning got fired because he said this fucker's never going to lead us. We're never going to win a Super Bowl with him. And then the next year they won a Super Bowl without him. Um, and then an offensive coordinator who barely had been an offensive coordinator who'd never been a head coach before. So they hired one guy with head coaching experience. You're the Bears. Mm-hmm. This right. is not a training on the job job. Right. Go hire a fucking head coach. You're supposed to be able to go out and get like the best head coach no. in the NFL. Because the biggest mis- away from somebody. The, the biggest mistake every team makes is they hire the and the Bears don't you know, they you hire the hot coordinator and then you give him a different job. Yeah, right. He's not the coordinator anymore. So you hire a guy, oh, we love his offense. It's gonna be great. Okay, now you're the head coach, you won't be running that offense anymore. Find somebody else who can run your offense almost as good as you. It's like, no, why don't you hire somebody who you think can be a head coach, handle the head coaching responsibilities, and it's their job to find that guy. Right. Find that coordinator on both sides of the ball that's going to, you know. Like, yeah, because there's but, no manual for that. How do you, how do you know? If a guy, you know, Unless right. the guy has done it, has a track record in doing it. Now, the one thing they haven't tried is the hotshot college coach yet. They right. haven't done that. So that could be that's teed right up. Uh, Ryan know, Day. Maybe, maybe Patty Driscoll. I don't know what Patty was doing before they hired him, but um, actually, I want to look quick. I'm going to return this and remember this crap and Google while we're on the pod. <laughs> See if we can identify one that was came right out of college. Look at this fucking bunch. So Nagy, no. Fox, no. Trustman, no. Lovey, no. Geron, no. Wanstead, no. Ditka, no. Neil Armstrong, no. Jack Party, no. Abe, no. Jim Dooley, no. George Hallis, no. Uh, now we are getting back to Patty Driscoll. And um, 
How about this? Pedrisco coached Marquette. He did? After. Marquette? Marquette. He coached at Marquette from 1937 to 1940. Basketball? <laughs> <laughs> he preceded Al McGuire at Marquette. So, Pedro no. I don't know about Luke Johnsos. Uh, nope. Came right from the came from playing to assistant head coach to head assistant head coach and then head coach. How about Hunk Anderson? Hunk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got to like a guy named Hunk. Uh, had been a coach at Notre Dame, but when he came to the Bears, he came from the Lions. Right. And then uh, one of the guy we got is Ralph Jones, uh, who came from uh, Lake Forest Academy. So, you know, he hired a high school coach. Um, so he never tried that. So right. there you go. Another good reason to hire Ryan Day. I still suspect it's going to be Brian Kelly. Screaming at people from the sidelines and <laughs> making nobody happy. That's going to be yeah. Whatever it is, I'm sure they'll underwhelm. Right. That's their right. promise. Our promise to you. Our choice will underwhelm you and underachieve. But if you're the Bears, you have you should have enough prestige and and have so you should hire you should be able to hire a guy like Sean McVay. Now maybe not McVay because he coaches for LA, but I, I got you know. Like the Cubs do with Joe Matt. That's exactly we get that guy from Tampa to coach our team. The Bears should be able to do that with whoever the best young head coach is, with just about any other team out there. The, they should have that kind of prestige to do that. The Patriots traded for Bill Belichick. Yeah. That's how bad Robert Kraft wanted it. Right. And they had to because he had it was written into his contract that if Parcells left the Jets, he became the head coach of the Jets. Yeah. And yeah. Parcells, to spite him, basically, Parcells, you know, fucking, I think I'm going. I'm going to go. I'm going to saddle Belichick with this team. <laughs> and then Belichick resigned in his famous, wrote it on the back of an envelope, I resign as HC of the NYJ. He didn't, couldn't even be <laughs> troubled to write it all out. And then the uh, Jets basically said, well, you're still, our, you're still under our control. So the only way Kraft could get him was to trade for him. I think it probably worked out all right for the Patriots. I think they did fine, yeah. And the Jets, too. They've been a phenomenal team. <laughs> yeah, that didn't hurt them at all. <laughs> They've been great. Yeah. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. That's you – know, there's. It, it's, it's time to hire somebody who's done this before. Yeah, well, clearly, yeah. Whatever they're doing before ain't working. Call Bill Cower. <laughs> Twenty years <laughs> after he quit, uh, I've been giving us some thought. We've been watching on the on the CBS. That's the th- another thing that happened yesterday because they staggered the games. They had they put a half hour in between them. Yeah, and the, so there was the dead time between the Bear game and the. And you had I had to watch some of the well, NFL there's, today. There's dead time during the Bear game. Too. I yeah, haven't I watched since uh, Brent and Jimmy and Irv and Phyllis. Phyllis, yeah. Um, there was Cowher sitting in the middle of the thing, lisping away, and I'm like, "How do? Why do people watch this shit? I can't. I can't watch pregame shows. I just can't. It's like I don't care about any of this." Well, you're depriving yourself, you know, Cooper Manning. Cooper's on the CBS pregame show. No, he does a Fox thing. Oh, no, uh, of just course he is. Learned. He does like a three minute. You know, Cooper funny is, man or two. Yeah, you know, Cooper's he's, hilarious. Oh, he's a hilarious. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody bending over backwards because the poor guy had spinal stenosis and had to quit playing when he was at Ole Miss. Otherwise, I'm sure he'd have been the next Chris Collinsworth on the field and off the field. That's right. Kind of looks like him with that weird neck. So, uh, I guess the good news is we get a we get another weekend where we can watch football that the Bears aren't in. Um, yeah. Then they'll be back, whether we want it or not, against Arizona. We don't know. Um, it was nice to see Eddie Eddie Jackson come back. I didn't see him actually do anything. I didn't even know he was on the field for the longest time. But then I saw number four jog by. That couldn't have hurt because they were nobody was in the right place the whole time when he was out. Right. But we don't know if Akeem's coming back. We don't know. Uh, we don't know the extent of Roquan's injury. We know, we know Khalil Khalil's not out. Back. Yep. Um, we assume Justin is going to be healthy enough to start. Yeah, I mean they made him go to Detroit. Yeah. I was actually kind of surprised to see him on the sidelines. I would have been like, you know, just take it easy. I know your entire torso hurts. Yeah, but uh, I don't know if you saw the video of him dancing in the. They did club dub, and he I was heard dancing. They did oh, really? No. So he was moving it. all right. I would guess he's probably going to play. But that'll be good because that at least gives us something to watch. I mean, that was the worst part about it was we had to watch the Bears and we had to watch the only guy we're really interested in wasn't playing. Yep. It's like ah, uh, this all seems useless at this point. I mean, the, 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 it feels like there's one or two games left in the season. There's six mm-hmm. more games left. That's nearly half a season. Yep. Haven't played the Vikings yet at all. Not a, yeah. Stuff to go to Lambeau. Yeah. We got six more games of this. Are they let's see, I want to look at the times here. Oh, they're not in here. I would hope they're all nooners except for Seattle. Oh they are. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no they're not. Sunday night against the Packers. Monday night against the Vikings. Ugh. Ugh. So three noon games left. I guess one of the good things is there's three three home games for fans to boo and chant at Matt Nagy. Yeah, including yeah, including the next one. Next one, they're at home. Yep. So that'll be good. That one, Vikings and Giants. You get to scream at him. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's you just I cringe when the Bears are on national TV. Because it's like this is, you know, they're in a, they're a civic embarrassment. I don't even yeah. live in the city, and I'm embarrassed just yeah. by being close enough. <laughs> do we uh, do we do we start going from fire Nagy to fire Ryan? Because he can't so fire. Yeah, it's Pace. hard. He has a bad chant name. Yeah, Pace is a bad chant name, so you'd have to go fire Ryan, and then fire Ryan. I think the chant is more fuck Ryan Pace. Fuck Ryan Pace. I think you can get that oh, okay. one going better. Yeah. Then Vag might really get upset about potty mouth fans. That might. Oh my God, they're swearing now. Right. Fire McCaskey. Now you can kind of chant that. Fire McCaskey. I guess. Yeah. That doesn't work either. And you can't fire yeah. them. They own the team. They're not no, selling. They the yeah. I heard somebody going on about the whole. Well, you know, there's. Uh, they got. When she's gone, they'll have the two generations fighting the George and whoever else. Because I don't know how many kids she had; way too many. And then all the grandkids, and they're you know they're going to want to sell. And that I could tell you from talking to one of them, 
that no longer is a thing. That was a that was a that was a really strong thing because they weren't getting any money. Right. They're like, why do we own this team and we're not getting any money out of it? And once the TV contracts blew up, the Bears are able to give the kids and the grandkids enough cash that they're like, "Ooh, don't turn this faucet off." Yeah. I like it. That they are, they have no interest in selling. Yeah, there was a time when that really could have happened. If she oh, had, yeah. if she had only lived to be eighty instead of ninety nine, they probably wouldn't own the team anymore. Right. For financial reasons, they'd have cashed out. Now, you don't have to cash out. It's an ATM. Yep. So, unfortunately, uh, just like with the garbage family that owns the Cubs, they're going to own that team for generations because it's you know as much as they pretend they lose money, they don't. Right. The we're stuck with the McCaskies too. That's something to look forward to. Yeah, it's great. It's something to be thankful for. You're gonna, all of us are gonna die with the Ricketts and the McCaskies still owning our favorite teams. So that's that's great. Yeah, take that into your holiday season. <laughs> take that into your Cyber Monday. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Don't forget to go to pointlessexercise.com and uh, sign up for the for only uh, it's like three dollars and eighty four cents a month. I mean, come on. No. Subscribe. You should subscribe twice for that. How can you afford not to subscribe? And uh, starting after that sale, there's also going to be a thing you're going to be able to buy gift subscriptions. You can give all of your friends and family subscriptions to the Pointless Exercise newsletter. Give them a t- buy a T-shirt and the subscription, and you're going to. And it's amazing. Christmas is going to be the happiest Christmas ever for everybody. Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole <laughs> year. <laughs> yeah, just imagine somebody opening that under the tree. You gave me a what? I'd rather have a jelly in a month club. Yeah, well, I don't have a line on the Cardinals game yet. I'm sure there is one, although it's folly because the Cardinals still have to play in between. Uh, I'm going to guess a game at at uh, Soldiers Field. Uh, Cardinals by uh, six and a half. That's I think my guess. Right. That seems like the standard. Bears line six and a half. I'll seven. call cousin Sal and see if he if he has if he knows what the line's going to be. But I'm pretty sure that's going to be it. Yeah. Um, yeah. If it's Andy Dalton, maybe uh, sixteen and a half. <laughs> Man, the line's pretty variable. I don't know why. Yeah. <sighs> well. Well, there it is. Happy. happy what a roller coaster week. week. Yeah. It was funny because even by. By the time we recorded the podcast on Tuesday, we were all, and that whole thing had happened on Tuesday, we were already like, I think we're probably screwed. Yeah. Even at that point. Like, that, we had already started the downslide of the, oh my God, they did it, they fired him, to, oh, they're probably not going to Yeah, gonna they're not going to fire him. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Trying to explain to my mom, she's like, which one is he? I'm like, what's oh, the bald guy with the visor? I said, oh, okay. Why don't we like him? I see he's just a bad coach. He's overmatched. Yeah. He's, you know, he, he, he nice rose. Enough guy. It's he the Peter like nice principle. He rose at yeah. least one level, probably two, above his actual talent. And, you know, it, we don't hate him, but we yeah, don't like him. Nice I mean, guy. I don't really like him. We, don't want, we just don't want him coaching the team. That's I all. mean, this he's whole idea, guy. though, that, well, he's such a great guy and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you know, ask all the assistants that he's thrown under the bus the last couple of years and gotten fired because he's incompetent. Yeah. Call How Harry Heastan and see if Harry thinks that Matt Nagy's a great guy. I have a feeling way, he probably doesn't. I, this I don't understand. He, these are extreme. They're they're all very well compensated. They're, mm-hmm. These guys never have to work again. They're fine. 
Don't feel sorry for them. Yeah, feel this sorry is, for me. This is not like um, going to asking to talk to somebody's manager it, yeah. at like Farm and Fleet and trying to get him fired. Right. This is a, yeah. yeah. Guys are millionaires. Yeah. He's not losing. A, he's not losing a nine fifty an hour job. And we right. don't even. We have no idea how many more years he's getting paid for. But we know it's. We know it's too many. Yeah. He never has to work again if he doesn't want to. Absolutely not. He's fine. And he's got. He can always point to his coach of the year award. Because he See? did get one. Yeah, first year. I remember things went so bad early in year two that I actually wrote a column where I went through all of the, like, I found all the coaches that got fired the year after they won coach of the year. And there's a bunch. <laughs> like, Ray Rhodes only went, he, he won coach of the year and got fired during the season the next year. Awesome. Because I was advocating for that for uh, Matt, which is just pulled, he, he's clearly in over his head. It's just like people who think that the um, – I probably also made this case. I've changed my mind. The double doink didn't break Matt Nagy uh-huh. um, because the NFL had already caught up to him. He had no – he didn't have a next move. I mean, yes, he did. He handled the double doink terribly. Remember we had the whole yeah, super right. secret 40 kickers workout, you know, tryout bullshit? Um, and he was – but – no matter if Cody Parkey makes that field goal, they lose the next week, and then they're terrible the next year. It would have been great, nice to have won a playoff game, because we haven't done that in a long time. Um, but this idea that that's what caused it, it's like, no. He was, he didn't have an, he, there, he had no counterpunch. Once they figured out how to stop his offense, he was done. Right. And they'd figured it out by then. They figured it out right after that Giants game. You can look at his stats. They're averaging like 18 points a game since then. For three and a half years. That's not, you're broken. That's, you were never, you were always broken. Yeah. All right. All right. Here we go. Gird up your loins. We got six more of these to do. Well, and then, and then the postseason one, or, you know, the, the wrap up one where we get to, you know, talk about the contract extension for Matt. That'll be fun. That'll be great too. Yeah. All right. Well, see you next week, Mike. All right. See you then. There's learning lessons through all of it. Many of us have herpes. 